Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast. As always, that doesn't change. It's so good to be here with you guys. I'm really excited that you're tuning into this episode where you're going to get to meet my really awesome, really kind friend, Chelsea. We've known each other for over four years. We worked together for a good chunk of time. And if you've followed any of my Harry Potter world adventures, you have probably seen her because we are legit fans. And we've Mm -hmm. been to Harry Potter world (laughs) twice in the last few years. So um, today we're going to be talking about living your healthiest life and what that looks like emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And we're going to especially be focusing on the physical part of living a healthy life. So I want to go ahead and introduce you now to Chelsea. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Chelsea, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, So my name is Chelsea Willis. I'm 30 years old, and I currently live in Franklin, Tennessee. I work in HR, and that's how Janine and I met. Mm -hmm. We worked together for quite a while, and we connected over our love for Harry Potter. (laughs) We really did. Team Hufflepuff. So anyway, my fun fact is is I went to the same high school as LeBron James. You did, and you're a big mm-hmm. fan. Well, are you still a fan of his? You know, I am. Okay. Uh, he moved to the Lakers? He did, Look yeah. at me knowing sports. I know. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, yes, he did go to the Lakers, but he gave Cleveland a championship, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually have met him. I've had conversations with him, and... I've just seen him do some really, really cool things, Mm -hmm. and so regardless of what team he plays for, Mm -hmm. I am a fan Mm -hmm. of him. That's a really cool fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, so we've known each other for four years. Like like Chelsea said, we worked together for a good chunk of time, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I think on the outside, people wouldn't suspect that we would be as good of friends (laughs) as we are, because we're really different. Um, but there are some really important things that tie us together and I think our passions are different, but like, I think our hearts are very much in line. I agree with that very much. So I've always felt like I'm someone who's gotten along with everyone and I feel that's, you've probably felt that way too. Like you could get along with almost everyone. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause like in high school I bounced around. Mm -hmm. I was like friends with the skaters, friends with the cool people, friends with Mm -hmm. the stoners. (laughs) (laughs) That was me too. Yeah. That was me too. Janine and I were just talking about Disney princesses Mm -hmm. and if I took the quiz, if I was any Disney princess, which one would I be? And mm-hmm. I was Belle mm-hmm. because I really get to know people mm-hmm. and I look past all that. Yeah, you look so. past the, the outward appearance or what manifests on the outside to get to know the person and who they yeah. are on the inside because that's more important. Yes. Exactly. Belle's also like, come at me, but Belle is the best Disney princess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, when we digress. We kind of already talked about how we know each other from yeah. work, from a mutual love of Harry Potter. We've been to Orlando twice together now. Shout mm-hmm. out to your parents for always inviting me to join them. <laughs> Just so nice. And I came back from Europe last year because I was in Europe for four months and I changed the end of my trip to come back because you got married. Yes. That's so fun. That meant so much to me. Like seeing you there was. What's funny oh. is it was like a no brainer. When you told me the date, I was like, oh, I'm coming. Like I'll, yeah. I'll leave London early, flying back to Nashville instead of California. Yeah. And it ended up being really good for a lot of reasons, but I'm especially grateful I was able to yeah. be there on your big day. It was very fun. I just think you're just the coolest person and everything that you're doing is. <laughs> just like the podcast and your blog like everything is just so cool and so just I I'm not gonna lie before the wedding I was like Janine's gonna be there (laughs) I was like 
telling people, like, Janine is coming home for this. Please tell me you just heard me snort when I was laughing. Like, not cool at all. <laughs> but thank you. I love I you very so much. You're so cool. Here's the thing. We are just one another's hype girls. So we're just like, you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. You should get after your dreams. I think the most important thing is we're always pointing each other back to our faith. Which is the most important thing, right? Okay, so one more icebreaker question before we get into our topic, and that is, where's your favorite place you've ever been or a place you're hoping to go? My favorite place is Dubrovnik, Croatia. I went there and I loved it. Oh my goodness, it's it's so beautiful. And while I was there, I went on a Game of Thrones tour, which was really interesting. That's something else we relate on. We're both big Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I went to Croatia and I was over in Europe because my brother got married Mm -hmm. in Budapest. Mm -hmm. And so while my family was over there, we were like, oh, let's stop over in Croatia because we just heard great things about it. Mm -hmm. And some of the most beautiful sites. Oh my gosh, I could not agree more. That I have ever seen. And when I look at beautiful places like that, I constantly think like, how could people not think there is a God when there is... I know. Oh, this is just... Or not not travel too. Like, America is beautiful and has a lot to offer, but like, if you could just go to one place internationally, you're going to see like, there's so much more there's so much more to explore cool. and so many cultures. Yeah. Dubrovnik is, was high on my list of one of my favorite places I went to. It was hell getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but once I was there, I mean, the the beaches are gorgeous. The people mm-hmm. were so nice. The food was spectacular. So mm-hmm. add it to your short list of places to go, everyone, because it's beautiful and amazing, but also it's relatively inexpensive it compared is. to most of Europe. It is. Because it's kind of the farther east you get in Europe, the yeah. it gets less expensive. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like when people talk about places, Places to go, mm-hmm. you know, you hear like Italy, mm-hmm. like Paris, and so a lot of people don't talk about Croatia, but mm-hmm. Croatia is so beautiful, so pretty. So, oh, yeah. okay, go to Dubrovnik, everyone. Okay, so let's get into our topic for today, which is living your healthiest life. We've already kind of alluded to the fact that you're far more <laughs> your physical fitness is more. It's always been very important to you. I've always felt that you were just a very health aware person. Mm-hmm. What in your life has led you to care so much about health? When I was little, I played a lot of sports. I played, started with t-ball. I did gymnastics. I played volleyball for a really long time. I actually traveled the country playing volleyball when I was in high school. And uh, eventually, my volleyball career came to an end. (laughs) And y'all, I was probably eating like 4,000 calories a day. Who even knows? Because I was in the gym working out two to three hours every single day at least. Mm -hmm. And so when all of that... (laughs) volleyball stopped <laughs> my uh my muscle all turned to to fat mm-hmm. and um so anyway i just started looking for for new ways to be active mm-hmm. and to be healthy because i wanted to feel good on the inside and the out so mm-hmm. i was looking for ways to to stay active and i started going to the gym and i i really liked it i started mm-hmm. working with a nutritionist i started working with a coach and just starting to read articles online and watch YouTube videos and just learn mm-hmm. all about this world. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of developed a passion for it, which mm-hmm. has kind of bled into me now sharing that and mm-hmm. finding ways to help others. And I would say you're especially passionate about physical health, which you kind mm-hmm. of touched mm-hmm. on. What do you think led you to be to gear more toward that side of the health yeah. spectrum? So I have some body issues that stem from the time that I was a very little girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember when I was in, I believe the sixth grade, so I was maybe Mm -hmm. 11 years old. 
and going to, to school, I had on just a normal t-shirt and these blue, like maybe blue khaki shorts. Mm-hmm. They were just normal, you know, just a, what I would think nice of an early mid 2000s outfit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a very normal outfit. And I remember getting pulled aside and told that there was something wrong with my shorts and I needed to change. And I was really confused because that day there was another girl in the class wearing these same exact shorts as me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of asked, like, I'm confused. We're wearing the same shorts and mm-hmm. we're wearing them the same way and mm-hmm. I don't have them rolled or anything like that. What's the dealio? And uh, they told me that my body mm-hmm. is what makes it inappropriate. And because I have the body I have mm-hmm. that I needed to change. And think of this, uh, an 11-year-old girl (laughs) hearing, it's not about the shorts, it's about you. Mm -hmm. And so I went for quite a while where I kind of resented my body Mm -hmm. and what I had, and in a pretty unhealthy way. And Mm -hmm. so I wasn't, you know, I played sports and things like that, but a lot of what was inside the mental side of me was not healthy. Mm -hmm. And the way that I viewed Mm -hmm. my body was a problem. I think that's how I got so passionate about it. Not only the physical side, but changing what I think of myself Mm -hmm. mentally Mm -hmm. and knowing what God says about me, Mm -hmm. but also sharing it with other people because I don't want anyone to have those same feelings Mm -hmm. that I had. And I don't want anyone to go through the things that I went through no matter how big or how small it was. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's what stemmed from mm-hmm. it. Sidebar, I just have a real problem. We talked about this before <laughs> we started recording. I just have such a problem with, um, I understand the basis of having certain dress codes and things like that, especially when you're you know in middle school or high school or whatever. But it's so much shaming, mm-hmm. um, especially on women and, or young women, young yeah. girls. It, it, like does such damage long term that I don't yes. think people are thinking about. I think we're starting to see it in culture now. Yeah. Um, especially more so in Christian circles than anything else where it's yeah. like, you need to do this because what you're doing is affecting these other people where really the issue is those other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to do with you. Does that mean that like you should walk around naked? <laughs> Please don't. Um, <laughs> but like, does that mean that, you know, you're fully responsible for the way other people mm-hmm. react to or feel about the way you're dressing? I don't think so. And I wish that, you know, the, when I was 11, that was the last time it happened, but I've learned that it's probably, it's like the Taylor Swift song. Like why you gotta be so mean? (laughs) I'm serious. Like, and she talks about it in her concert. Like, you know, I always grew up and thought when I get older, people will stop being mean, but unfortunately that's not how it works. I wish people would just kind of like stay in their lane, like focus on (laughs) your life and focus on the things that like you're passionate about Mm -hmm. you're doing and maybe the areas you need to grow and like stop telling me how to live mine Mm -hmm. especially if we subscribe to something bigger like jesus like Mm -hmm. what is there scripture where it's like take the plank out of your own eye before you go after someone else that's definitely out of context and definitely not actually how it's (laughs) written in the bible but it's something along those lines of like before you point out something in someone else's life take care of the crop in your own Mm -hmm. so yeah i also think you don't know what God has placed on someone else's mm-hmm. life. And there are going to be things that you don't understand. Like there are thing, there are people out there who are doing absolutely amazing things right now. And I might not understand all of it, mm-hmm. but 
as long as it's ultimately bringing glory to God mm-hmm. and that they're fulfilling the mission that God's called them to, right. that's what matters. Right. And ultimately that's who we're accountable to anyway. Yes. So, yes. woo. Okay. Well, let's bring it back around. <laughs> physical health. <laughs> what kind of training do you have and mm-hmm. how have you helped others with their physical health? Uh, so currently I work with a coach and uh, her name is Ashley Kaltwasser. She's awesome. She actually won the Olympia for bodybuilding. What is Olympia for those of us who... Yeah. Olympia is the largest competition in the world. That's mm-hmm. like the competition of all competitions. In the world? In the world. Wait, was Arnold Schwarzenegger like Mr. Olympia? He was. He was Mr. Olympia, I believe, seven times. I don't know where that just came from. The I'm so of proud of you. Of my brain that it <laughs> somehow knew that. But as the sport has grown, they have a lot of different divisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that my coach competes in is the more just feminine, a good foundation of muscle, but not too crazy. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage everybody, even if you are the best of what you do, even the best people still have coaches. Mm-hmm. My coach has a coach. She mm-hmm. was best in the world three years in a row, and she still has a coach. Mm-hmm. Find someone who, if you if you want to be the best tennis player, find the best tennis coach. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the best writer, find somebody who's amazing at writing Mm -hmm. and work with them, whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, she currently has me doing some resistance training and, uh, so that's lifting weights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I do a few sessions of those a week, uh, really targeting full body, Mm -hmm. uh, resistance training is going to be great for burning fat and burning lean muscle. And I want to encourage every girl out there lifting a dumbbell is not going to make you bulky. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to get bulky. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to go up and, and pick up a weight. And then I do some, uh, what's called HIT cardio. It stands for high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. This is great because you can get a great workout in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So what it means is you spend 30 seconds on 30 seconds off. Mm-hmm. So I usually do jump roping or the bike. I'm going to be honest. I don't really like to run. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> um, no, no, no. I don't like running and I'm not a fan of sprinting. So I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I do the things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I'll maybe for 15 to 20 minutes do 30 seconds of jump rope, 30 seconds break mm-hmm. and just keep going. And why that's so great is because when you're, when you're doing this type of training, your heart rate is constantly going up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. And as it does that, it creates something that you can be very intense with, mm-hmm. but you can get a great workout in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But also when you do these type of, of workouts, same as resistance training, you continue to burn calories for a very long period of time After. where if you're just you know, let's say you go and you run a 5k shortly after you stop running, you stop burning calories. Mm -hmm. But when you continue, when you do lifting weights and you're doing the more intense, uh, interval training, Mm -hmm. you sometimes even up to 48 hours, you continue to burn calories. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I just want to also preface, I'm not a doctor. I have worked with the best in the industry and I've, done a lot of other things yeah. and a lot of the research shows and that's amazing read about it <laughs> yeah yeah do your yeah. own research yeah but like this is really helpful yeah to me Hopefully. yeah i'm sure it's helpful to all of you listening yeah. but i'm sitting here with like my mouth open yeah but it's also <laughs> great if you don't have a lot of time like yeah if you're super busy like i don't want to go to the gym mm-hmm. and spend an hour on the treadmill mm-hmm. i just that does not sound exciting to me nope. uh so <laughs> so i would rather get out my jump rope mm-hmm. and do 20 minutes and get a great mm-hmm. workout and be done mm-hmm. and also something that is like keeping me interested yes, and, and challenged yeah. And, yeah and then i do occasionally do spin because mm-hmm. i really enjoy spin mm-hmm. so yeah i would just encourage people to go find something that 
you really, really enjoy, enjoy that you can stick to. So I know you help others one-on-one when mm-hmm. they come to you and ask questions like me. I've done that with you mm-hmm. many times. But you've also done things kind of on a bigger scale. Yeah. So I had a health and wellness business for about three years. Mm-hmm. Through that, my I had a team of over 400 people. Uh, not a lot of people know that. I did. My eyes just got real big. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Before we met, I, oh. I was working on that. And so I was able to work with a lot of people one-on-one mm-hmm. with their health journey. Mm-hmm. And which also led into me running the weight loss program at the company that I currently work at. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that is it's it's a weight loss challenge. Mm-hmm. And I weigh them in every mm-hmm. week. And then we sit down and I make suggestions on nutrition, mm-hmm. whether that's workout. Mm-hmm. And I really tailor it to the person. their person, their yeah. lifestyle, their body type, their body type, and it's been great. And we were talking about this earlier. In the three years that I've done it, uh, collectively, uh-huh. the everyone going through it has lost over four thousand pounds. Four thousand pounds. How many like <laughs> normal adult humans is that? I don't know. I can't do the math, but it's a lot. Because yeah. if you think yeah. even like a two hundred pound person, which is a lot, that's mm-hmm. like a full grown man. It's a lot. It's <laughs> five. Per thousand, so that's 20 people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 20 humans. That's 20, mm-hmm. like, six foot three inch <laughs> men. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and my goal in it is always, I hope that I never have to see someone back the next year. Mm-hmm. I hope that they've learned all the things that they need to learn and mm-hmm. have gained the tools so that they can go out and they can live their healthiest life. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you want it to be a long-term lifestyle change, yes. not just like a short-term. Yes. Do it for the challenge and then go right back, which yeah. is not the norm anyway. Most people, it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did it once, but it wasn't great because I lost so much weight before and I didn't realize it. <laughs> I did it though, like my last year uh, when I worked at the same place. Yeah, I had didn't realize I had lost weight and then you weighed me and you were like, Janine, you've lost like 15 pounds since you weighed the last time. <laughs> I was like, what? And so then we started the challenge, but it was yeah. really cool still to be a part yeah. and see just how many people's lives were changing and mm-hmm. countenance was changing. People were holding themselves with yeah. more confidence and it was just really yeah. neat to see. What are three things that everyone, we, should all know about taking care of our bodies? That's a great question. So I would say the first thing is living your healthiest life is so much more important than just the physical. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tightest six pack in the world is not going to make you happy. Mm. If you don't also focus on other areas of your life, Mm -hmm. none of that is going to matter. And an example of that was a few years ago, I did a fitness competition. I got into literally the best shape of my life. Mm -hmm. Even then, there were still things that I had to work Mm -hmm. through and I had to kind of grow into. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter how great of shape I was in. So... That reminds me of like when people say, oh, when I lose that last 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. I'll feel so much better. I'll be so much happier. And that's just not like there's an inner work that needs Mm -hmm. to happen as well as what's happening on the outside. Yeah. And that's, they see it so commonly in people who lose weight really quickly Mm -hmm. because they look differently on the outside, but they still feel the same on the Mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, until you make that transformation um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have a long long-term satisfaction. Yeah. So good. So that would be the first thing. The next one would be, I think that fitness and and health is very similar to finances. Mm -hmm. So taking kind of a one out of Dave Ramsey's book, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that 
health is 80% behavior and 20% head knowledge. So it doesn't matter how much you know Mm -hmm. if you don't actually put good behavior into practice. Mm -hmm. And then find things that you love. Mm -hmm. The only way that you're going to stick to the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and just continuing on this path is to have things that you love, whether that's uh, hiking. If, if you don't like going to the gym, you can hike, take your dog for a walk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mow the grass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was, there was, I had one year of my life. I was really like big about going to the gym. I should probably get back to that, but, um, <laughs> it was before I was paying off debt. So I had a little more money to spend, but now I have no excuses. So I did boxing for a year, yes. I went to a boxing gym and I absolutely loved it because not only was it a great workout that challenged me mm-hmm. and it changed. That's why I think I liked it. It wasn't the same thing every time. But it was also great stress relief in a stressful time of life. So it was kind of like killing two birds with one stone. I was getting stress relief. I was getting exercise. I was feeling better. So yeah, I totally agree. Like finding that thing that you really like, try some things out. Most gyms, specialty gyms especially, Mm -hmm. you can do kind of like a trial. Like you can go for a class or something, figure out Mm -hmm. if you like it. Yeah. And a lot of these gyms will have different classes. So whether Mm -hmm. that's yoga or Zumba or, you know, bar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, There's so many options. Yeah. So there are a ton of different things out there that you can try and Mm -hmm. see what you like. And if you don't like it, don't force yourself to do it because you're not going to stick to it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm never going to be a marathon runner. (laughs) So find things that you like and practice balance. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with, you know, nutrition is if you are, if you say, like, I love donuts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I tell myself I'm never having another donut ever again, for some people that can push you to binge, uh, binge eat. And a lot of that, you know, that's something that I've had to work through being naturally an emotional eater. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, my mom would take me to ice cream if I had a bad day. Mm -hmm. And so as I was growing up, I would associate Mm -hmm. ice cream with when I'm stressed out. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've really had to work through. Like that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily healthy. So practice balance Mm -hmm. and don't restrict yourself so much to the point where you can't actually live your life, but also keep in mind that food is fuel Mm -hmm. and garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. And then the third thing, which I asked her to talk about this and it, I like realized it's so much more expansive and extensive than you can really go into in a, in a short podcast episode. So if you guys like want more information about what she's about to talk about, Find her on Instagram. She's linked in the show notes, yeah. but let's talk about it. Okay. So some of you may have heard the quote, abs are made in the kitchen. Which I've never heard until <laughs> today. But so is sickness and disease. Mm-hmm. And so I just mentioned a little bit ago that you really need to look at your food as food fuel, uh, just like gas is fuel to a car. Mm -hmm. Uh, so look at your food like fuel, but I always recommend when anybody ever comes to me and they're like, I'm trying so hard and I'm not hitting my goals and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lose X amount of weight. And for Mm -hmm. most people it's losing weight. Some people they want to put on muscle, but most people losing weight. I always tell them download my fitness pal. It's Mm -hmm. an app where you can track your food and your calories and all that and do it for two weeks, Mm -hmm. just two weeks. If you want to do it for the rest of your life, you can, but Mm -hmm. just two weeks. Mm -hmm. Don't get too crazy about it because during that two weeks, you are going to learn so much about your behaviors Mm -hmm. of what you're eating. Are you eating too much? Are you eating too little? Are you getting enough protein? Can we talk about macros? Yes. (laughs) You guys have probably heard the term macros. If you're like me, I had no idea what macros were until I asked Chelsea. (laughs) So this is probably the most helpful thing you can, I've learned at least about 
what I should be putting into my body based on my, my body type yeah. and the structure of my body. Yeah. Um, because they're, depending on what yours is, that kind of can determine what kind of foods you should be eating, how much protein you should be eating, all that stuff. So yeah. give us like the layman's terms yeah. of macros. Yeah. Macro stands for macronutrients and there are three, which you probably see on nutrition labels, fat, carbs, and protein. One gram of fat is nine calories one gram of carbs is four calories and one gram of protein is four calories. With that, uh, (laughs) there are certain amounts that you need every day. And one reason why I recommend people track is because I personally recommend people eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. For some people, (laughs) for some people that might be really challenging. So I would say at least do a hundred grams of protein. Okay, but like how? Like what does it in a normal day? What would make up like a hundred grams of protein? So I usually will have a protein shake after my workout. If if you don't like to eat a crazy amount of uh, of meat, mm-hmm. I recommend a protein shake. Mm-hmm. Preferably things that are grass-fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that can be a little bit more expensive, but I recommend the grass-fed way. Mm-hmm. And so usually my shake is about 30 grams of protein after my workout. I don't recommend people have more than 30 or 40 grams of protein within an hour because your body really can't digest mm-hmm. all of that at once. Mm-hmm. So I recommend usually at every meal try to have 25, mm-hmm. 30 grams. And then... So what does it look like? Okay. Like what's a chicken breast? Well, it depends on how many ounces, but it's normally going to be around 25. Okay. What about like an egg? One egg is six grams of protein. What about a hamburger? Do you see I'm getting really sad? <laughs> Depends on the hamburger. Okay. But like a, gen- um, like a normal sized hamburger. I would guess 25. Okay. 30. So, okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's good. What are some yeah. other forms of protein besides meat? I really like, and now this isn't technically meat. I like egg whites. Yes. I do a lot of things with egg whites. I make mm-hmm. little egg muffins and things you make like pancakes that. pancakes out of them too, I don't you? I do. I make protein pancakes, <laughs> which are really delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can get a little bit of protein from even things like kale from your vegetables. There's protein. I do like kale. There's protein in vegetables. It's just a smaller amount. Yeah. You can get a good bit of protein mm-hmm. through those, through nuts like almonds mm-hmm. and... I just got real specific because like I'm asking for me. So hope this is helpful <laughs> to you guys too. But I'm like, how do I get more protein? Because yeah. I know my body structure yeah. based on what you told me a few years ago, I need like high protein, then like kind of high fat and just really mm-hmm. low carbs. Yes. Yes. So there are three different body types. Mm-hmm. Mesomorph, endomorph, and ectomorph. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of quizzes that you can take online to find out what your body type is. Mm-hmm. And there's a recommendation of whether you should have high fat or high carb. At the basis of everything, it really is about eating Better. nutritious yeah. foods and filling your body with good things mm-hmm. and you know, making sure that you move your body. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. But if people want to get more specific with their goals and doing things tailored to their bodies, Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend find out what your body type is Mm -hmm. um, between those three kinds. And then there are other calculators online that you can find out your total daily energy expenditure. Yeah. And so that will tell you about how many calories you burn daily. Now I wear a Fitbit, so Mm -hmm. it tells me, and it has a heart rate monitor in it. So it tells me, um, 
you know, what my calorie burn in it is. So I know, okay, I burn on average about 2,600 calories every single day. Mm -hmm. So from there, if let's say my goal is weight loss, I would want to reduce that calorie goal by 20%. Mm -hmm. If I want to be really drastic, 25, but nothing more than that, I would say 20, 20% is a good place Mm -hmm. to to go. And then from there, that's kind of what my calorie goal will be. Mm -hmm. And then as I mentioned, I want to have, you know, at least one gram of protein for my body weight. So let's say I weigh 150 pounds, I would do 150 grams of protein. And then from there, depending on my body type, I'm a mesomorph, so I'm more of an athletic build. I want to have a good balance mm-hmm. between all of those. Mm-hmm. I could go into this forever. Like she really wear can. Your, eat your carbs around your workouts, and you know it's so it's, helpful. <laughs> the best thing I can say is just find what works best for you. This is what's worked best for me. And as I mentioned, I don't recommend this for people to go track the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. But if you find things that you like, and at, over time you just know, okay, this egg is six grams of protein, mm-hmm. and you just learn those things, so you know when you're overeating and mm-hmm. when you're not overeating, and you know when you're getting enough protein and when you're not. You know mm-hmm. when you're drinking enough water and you're not. I need to drink so much more water every day. Struggle's real. Struggle's (laughs) real. So I would just encourage you do a little research on that to find out your body type and then track your calories just for just for two weeks Mm -hmm. and you will learn so much. Mm -hmm. I can't even explain that you never realized Uh, Oh, and the only other thing that I have is take a multivitamin and uh, also take a probiotic because gut health is really important and we won't talk about gut health. (laughs) One time I was at a uh, health convention and a doctor asked me this question, Mm -hmm. what is the most important vitamin for your body? Are you asking me to answer this? Yeah. What is the most important vitamin and nutrient that your body needs? Do I just go with what my gut's saying? I know it's not going to be right. I know you're about to school me. No. Uh, Vitamin D? It's the vitamin that your body is lacking. Yeah. So what I might be lacking, Uh you might be lacking, but whatever you're lacking, that is what your body really Mm. needs. So take a multivitamin. Okay. I feel like I know nothing about my body now, so (laughs) good times. Going back to macros, fats. I think Mm -hmm. we hear fat and we think fat is bad, avoid fat at all costs, and that might be a result of having grown up in the 90s. Yes. Um, (laughs) Can you just give us like two or three foods that are high in good fats that we should include in our diet that maybe before we thought we shouldn't. I won't go too much into the science, but I would say avocados are really, really good. Great. Avocado is a great fat. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll fill you up and it has a lot of wonderful things in it. I would also say olive oil. Mm -hmm. I actually make my salad dressings. So I will do just a little bit of olive oil and then I'll put like some Dijon mustard Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit of apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. some garlic salt or some pepper Mm -hmm. in it, mix it up and pour it on. And Mm. then I know exactly what's in my dressing. It's actually very delicious. (laughs) And if you want to do like a sweeter dressing, Mm -hmm. if you like sweet things like I do, I'll put maybe a little bit of lemon juice in Mm. it. Macadamia nuts are really good as well. Uh, You have to be careful because they're super high in calories. Mm -hmm. And so I could literally sit and eat macadamia (laughs) nuts like all day because they're so tasty. But Mm -hmm. I would say a small handful. They should fill you up, but without going into too much detail, the levels of fats that they have are Mm -hmm. a very healthy balance for you. Mm -hmm. So whether you are on keto diet or not, Mm -hmm. macadamia nuts are great Great. A, a wonderful addition to your diet. So 
avocados, olive oil, macadamia nuts. Those, those are some, some good th- fats to have in moderation. Yes, those are the three I would say. Awesome. So excited to go eat those things. What about taking care of our emotional and spiritual health? I think we're going to kind of tag team this one. Because oh, yeah. I think your physical health is super important because that is going to affect how you feel. Mm-hmm. But if you're not working on the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental, mm-hmm. kind of like you alluded to earlier, we have to be focused on all of it to really be our fullest selves. Absolutely. And I would just ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. And these are the questions I've constantly am asking myself Mm -hmm. is what am I filling my mind with? Mm -hmm. It's same thing, garbage in, garbage out. That's Mm -hmm. why I love listening to podcasts while I work out. Mm -hmm. What, what's going into your mind? What is on your Instagram feed? Mm -hmm. What are you looking at? And then who do you spend your time with? So they say that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So who is around you? Are they filling up your cup or are they emptying Mm -hmm. your cup? Mm -hmm. Who is your coach? Who is your mentor? What are you doing to grow in those areas? Mm -hmm. What are you putting first in your life? Are you making Jesus a priority? Mm -hmm. Because I know that when I'm making Jesus a priority, everything else seems to fall in line. 100%. I could not agree more. On past episodes of this podcast, um, I've talked with people about bringing other people in sometimes when you're kind of in an emotionally tough place, whether that means counseling or just trusted people in your life. Mm -hmm. And being honest and vulnerable with them will help your... Um, can help your emotional Mm -hmm. health and your mental health and just bring you into a better place. And sometimes that does mean counseling or, you know, more professional help. And I think emotional health for me, I learned over the last year, year and a half, when I was a teenager, I like avoided my feet. I'm going to, I'm, we've talked about the Enneagram so many times on this podcast, but once again, I'm a four. (laughs) Chelsea, what are you? I'm a three. She's a three. As a four, I'm highly emotional. Um, which I think is great. I can tap into my emotions very easily, tap into other people's emotions. But what I realized is, um, as a teenager, I was super unhealthy and I didn't feel my feelings Mm because I thought they weren't valid. And that led to like depression and Mm -hmm. struggles with self-injury. And then in a good chunk of my adult life, I lived in the polar opposite place where my feelings and my emotions were everything. They became kind of Mm -hmm. my identity, my truth. And that wasn't healthy either. And while I was in Europe, really, God helped me realize, like, there's a healthy place to live right in the Mm -hmm. middle where my feelings are valid and they deserve Mm -hmm. to be felt because Mm -hmm. they matter, but they're not everything. So learning to kind of address them, sit in them for a minute, let them be there, but then walk away from them having learned. So if I was angry, I acknowledge that I was angry. I worked through why I was angry and then I choose to move forward from it. I think that's kind of where I've learned how to deal with my emotions in a healthy way, which just ties into, you know, emotional health. It's really just kind of a full circle thing, right? We need to take into consideration all aspects of our overall health. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So King Solomon, you know, one of the wisest men to ever live Mm -hmm. said, guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. Mm -hmm. And, and that is so, so Mm -hmm. true. And as a three, I can be a little bit of a people pleaser sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it is very easy for me to take the things that people say Mm -hmm. and have a really hard time with them. And so sometimes you have to sit back and you have to say, no, I am not those things. I'm not going to listen to what you, you're putting in my mind and what you're telling me I am. What I know is what God says about me. Mm-hmm. And what God says is I'm I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so guarding your heart from those negative things that are going to keep you out of the calling and the things that mm-hmm. Jesus is leading you to mm-hmm. and calling you into. 
Yeah, dude, that's good. Okay, last question. What advice would you share with those also wanting to pursue a healthier life? I've said this a few times, mm-hmm. but definitely find the things that you love and mm-hmm. the things that you like to do so you can stick to it. Um, like I said, whether that's hiking or the gym or whatever that is, mm-hmm. if it's sports. And then experiment with food. Mm-hmm. So try out recipes, food prep. So on Sunday nights, make mm-hmm. a few different meals, and that way you're not constantly feeling like you're cooking all the time to, mm-hmm. to stay healthy. Um, but experiment. Try, you know, I like to make egg muffins and banana protein muffins mm-hmm. to get my protein in. So just find new recipes and things that will help you kind of stay yeah. in balance. Well, I feel like you could even tie that into it, like, if you feel like crap, because sometimes the food you're eating could make you feel mm-hmm. gross or like kind of foggy or like have that mental fog or get migraines. Mm-hmm. Like I know gluten gives me, I'm not really supposed to eat it anyway, but it gives me really bad migraines and mm-hmm. kind of this like mental fog. So even maybe like short term eliminating some things from your diet, yeah. seeing how you feel and then slowly adding them back in to see yep. if maybe not having them mm-hmm. is better for your, not only your physical health, but then also like every other part of you. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you can do like a, an elimination diet, mm-hmm. like you just explained, or there are places where you can take an allergy test. So mm-hmm. I did an allergy test online and I recommend the one where you send in a hair sample mm-hmm. instead of you go in and you do a blood sample because your blood can obviously change by whatever you're eating. Oh. So you send in a... You say that hair. like it's just like common knowledge. I did not know that. It can oh. change based on what you're eating? Yeah, like it can fluctuate. Things can fluctuate. Oh, like your blood is your blood, but I'm think levels can fluctuate. literally learning so much. Yeah. Levels levels can fluctuate. Oh my gosh, I'm learning yeah. so much from you. If you do a hair sample, uh-huh. it's a lot more accurate. So you do it from the root and you send it in and it takes a few weeks mm-hmm. and then they test it for all these different things. Mm-hmm. So I also have a problem with gluten, which mm-hmm. deep down I always knew. Uh, and then there are even some healthy things that were on the list that I got. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I knew that I was had a very big problem with coffee, but I'm very intolerant to coffee. <laughs> um, and even uh, like pineapple. Oh, that's a sad one. I, I love know. some pineapple I on my pineapple. gluten-free pizza. And some things, it might not be that you know, you break out in hives and mm-hmm. your throat closes but it's like up a gut and things thing, like right? that. Like your gut doesn't like it. It could be it makes my nose oh. run or it makes my eyes itchy or something small like that huh. that can be an mm-hmm. issue. So it's it doesn't have to be what you necessarily think. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so informative. I mean, I literally like you are a wellspring <laughs> of knowledge, my friend. So let's move into kind of our closing questions, mm-hmm. uh, which are always so much fun to ask, especially this first one. I asked you not to tell it to me because I like it to be a surprise. So first question: Knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself at age twenty? How old are you? Thirty. I'm thirty. Thirty. So what would you tell yourself at age twenty? Oh, girl, so many things. I know, right? Um, so for one, this is the only body you have. So take care of it. It is a temple, mm. and. One thing that I have really, as you heard my, you know, my story is I've really had to learn to be grateful for the things that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is find the things that are unique to you, the gifts that God has given you and mm-hmm. live in those. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for so long, I just kind of wandered in a not good way mm-hmm. through life, just thinking, oh, well, I'm okay at this. I'll do this. But really leaning into the things that God is telling you and mm-hmm. what he has called you to do. So mm-hmm. that would be what I would tell my 20-year-old self. I think part of that goes into 
not comparing so much with other people. Like, Mm -hmm. this person's doing that thing, or they're really good at that, and I wish I was. Mm -hmm. Rather than doing that, you look at what you do have and what you've been gifted with, the natural talents you have, the passions you have, and you lean into those things, Mm -hmm. seeking the guidance of God as you do it. Because he, if he made us, right, yeah. that means he made us with the gifts we have, the passions we have, the desires that we yeah. have. So leaning into those with him as the guide. Yeah. It's like the, I could That's, not agree more. Yeah. And I think, especially when you're young, you're like so unsure, young, 20. Yeah. When you're in your 20s, you're like, I don't know. I, you know, there's a lot of that like comparison and feeling yeah. like you need to be in a specific place or season of life. Yeah. yeah. And along with that, everyone has something unique to them that mm-hmm. God has blessed them with. Mm-hmm. And you might not think that your story is important, but there is someone out there who needs to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. They need to know your gifts Mm -hmm. and they maybe need to learn through the things that you experienced and you went through Mm -hmm. and you're called to do those. And guess what? What you have to say, it might not be everyone's cup of tea and Mm -hmm. some people are not going to understand it and they're not going to like it. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not here to please a hundred a hundred percent of people on mm-hmm. this earth. If what you what you have to offer can change one person's life, mm-hmm. then it was worth it. Absolutely, that was good. Who or what is inspiring you lately? I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time that I go work out. Mm-hmm. I usually will listen to podcasts mm-hmm. every now and then. I'll do some music, but for the most part, I listen to podcasts. Um, and so I listen to the Entree Leadership podcast. They have a ton of good stuff. Um, whether you love or hate her, I do listen to the Rachel Hollis podcast mm-hmm. um, for encouragement. Uh, and then I'm also reading a lot of leadership books. I'm currently working on completing my NASM, which is my certification with the Academy of Sports Medicine, Mm -hmm. and then doing some deeper dives into nutrition things. Uh, And then also my Instagram feed, uh, I make sure that the things that I'm putting into my mind Mm -hmm. are really encouraging and motivating. And also as I'm going through my feed, I look at, okay, when I look at this picture, what does it make me feel? Does Mm -hmm. it encourage me? Does it motivate me in good ways? Or does it make me feel Mm -hmm. like crap? (laughs) Does Mm -hmm. it make me feel less than? Mm -hmm. Like I said, going back to guarding your heart Mm -hmm. and making sure that what you're bringing into your your mind that it's from God and it is what God thinks about you and what God says about you and that it fills you up rather than takes away from yes yeah that's how you stay inspired that's good yeah so my Instagram feed making sure that it's positive things and then being in communion with other people Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. love the Lord and our last question is in your opinion what makes someone a wild heart so if there was a book that had like what is the definition of wild heart I would put like Janine right next to like I'd put your picture stop (laughs) no but I'm so serious when I say that I just think that you're so brave and you're so courageous and I think that that is what makes somebody a wild heart is somebody who can seek God's calling and they can go into it no matter how crazy it is, no Mm -hmm. matter how many people are like, I don't get this. That's Mm -hmm. not the norm. That's Mm -hmm. not the, that's not what I think is Mm -hmm. the norm. They can go past all of the noise, all of the clutter, and they can go into that calling no matter how crazy it is. And Mm. 
Like Moses is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. When God called him to do all those things, he was just like, well, what do you mean? You want me to go speak to people? I, yeah, you you know, I I stutter and I don't, I'm not a good speaker. Yeah. So, um, I just believe somebody who is brave and courageous and Mm -hmm. something that is something that I'm continuing to work on myself. We all are. Yes. And that's what I love is because I think while I was doing Europe and even still as I continue traveling, I do get a lot of that, like, you're so brave, you're so courageous. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I appreciate them thinking (laughs) that about me, but I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't feel brave and I don't feel courageous. I just feel like I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. So... I always just tell people, like, if you're a little bit scared, but you're also excited, that probably means you're in a sweet spot where God is Mm -hmm. moving. And so you should just do it anyway. Bravery really is just doing it things in the face of fear. Um, And especially when you follow Jesus, you're doing it because you trust him more than you trust your circumstances or or what you think might happen. You're trusting and you're leaning on God. So you're very sweet. You're very sweet to that about (laughs) me. But all to say, I very much agree. It's a lot of just, like... Getting after the things you think you're supposed to do, no matter what it looks like, no matter what mm-hmm. people think, even though, like, no matter what you think. Because we all have this thing in our brains where we're like, my life should look this way because mm-hmm. someone at some point told me it should. But, like, if it's not Jesus, then, like, don't subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. So, I agree. Oh. This has been such a great episode and such a, like, a topic I couldn't ever speak with any kind of expertise <laughs> on. But I think that That's a lot so of us are really hungry. <laughs> pun intended, to to know more about because our physical health especially is so important Mm -hmm. and affects us in so many ways, especially for our entire lives. So taking care of ourselves now and setting Mm -hmm. up healthy, um, healthy lifestyle with healthy structure and and something we can get around because we enjoy it is so important to do no matter what age you are, but like do it now, start now because then it's going to take you through the rest of your life because the more that you take care of yourself, the longer you're going to live Mm -hmm. and the longer you're going to live, the more you can do in the world to bring good and light and love. And remember, this is the only body you get. Only body we get. Girl, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on. I love love you too. (laughs) Hi girl. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that my conversation with Chelsea has encouraged you to start pursuing a healthier life, whatever that looks like for you. Whether that means getting more active or being more conscious about the food that you're putting into your body, or even maybe signing up for counseling to work on some of the things happening in your inner life. Either way, I'm so glad that this episode is out in the world because Chelsea has a wealth of knowledge that I do not, and I'm really grateful that she was able to and willing to come on and share. Check back in here in two weeks when we will have the last episode of this season. I'll be sitting down with my friend Kayla Tompkins to talk about knowing your worth. Her and I have both struggled with insecurity and self-confidence over the years and we're going to be sharing a little bit of our stories and some encouragement for you on how to realize our inherent worthiness and how that can affect in the best ways our relationships. But until then, Keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.